0: Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this uh, beautiful and wonderful Friday morning. I'm uh, running just one minute behind. I apologize. My alarm actually did go off this morning. In fact, I even backed it up from my watch and on my phone. That way, I'd be sure uh, to not miss it. And uh, uh, so that uh, would not here today was just a mad rush <laughs> the whole day. I mean, it just like the whole day. I just flown by and uh, my wife and I didn't even get home to even late last night and it's just it's just uh, one of them days where just everything is just haywire you know but uh good morning Mr. Ed but uh good morning Mr. Ed I, It makes me think of that uh, tv show uh <laughs> good morning Wilbur <laughs> anyway sorry Ed I'll try not to call you Mr. Ed that probably wouldn't be too good uh <laughs> Uh, horse is a horse, of course, of course, but no one talks to a horse, of course, unless, of course, that horse is the wonderful Mr. Ed. Okay, so there you go. <laughs> I'm a very sick and twisted individual, so I apologize, but uh, I uh, can't help it. But anyway, uh, I do hope everybody has a great uh, Friday and a great uh, rest of the weekend, and uh, uh, just stay. Cool, dry, and happy. <laughs> How about days. I think was, was supposed to rain at some point. I don't know when, but oh, uh, uh, Ed said, oh, n- oh, my, now you're just horsing around. Oh, that's bad, Ed. That's that's bad. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, um, of course, you know, I always talk about a little bit about current events and things that are going on uh, around the world. And, uh, uh, you know, it is, uh, uh, you know, it uh, still blows my mind. Uh, the best, uh, the uh, the Dems, of course, you can't call them Dems anymore. They want to be called the progressives, and uh, they uh, the best they could do is produce these two idiots that are running. It just blows my mind. Blows my mind how they uh, just blatant glorify everything these two turkeys have to say, and they constantly want to put uh, our president down. Our president's done everything in the world to try to help this country, and it just uh, I don't know. I just it's just. We just want to just pray. That's just all it boils down to. We're just going to have to just pray uh, about these things. Here, this, this uh, well, I probably just need to let it go for right now. I, I don't want to say something that might uh, get me in trouble as a pastor, but I just say I'm very upset with some things that are going on uh, in the political realm and how our president's being treated and how this uh, womanizer person... <laughs> <laughs> Can't, you don't even know where he's at half the time. Uh, can do whatever he wants to. Uh, but don't even get me started on uh, Kamala Harris. She's uh, evil, evil woman. She really is, vile. Uh, you know. But uh, but on the flip side, you know that they had some um, things on Fox News this morning, and you know there are. You know, even though it's easy to focus on the negative, it's easy to focus on the on the grim uh realities of our world you know it, it, it was uh, wonderful to see uh, uh, a, a hero in action uh so this little old man he uh, had an electric wheelchair and he was trying to somehow that he got stuck on the railroad tracks he i don't know for some reason he's trying to get to the other side of that and train was bearing down on him and this woman grabbed him and pulled him to the ground i mean i don't know if y'all see the video or not i mean it was literally I mean, within inches of his feet, uh, that train went by. She it would have killed him if she hadn't have grabbed and pulled him down. I thought that was uh, that was wonderful. Mm-hmm. It really was. It uh, uh, you know uh, to see someone putting their their necks out there to uh, uh, to help a fellow human being. We need to see more of those kind of things. Really do. And uh, <clears throat> they're also showing these uh, boys. They did a stop motion. Uh, they would one would lay on the ground and he'd spray water uh, around him. Uh, they call it uh, puddle art. But anyway, they did a stop animation where it, where it made it look like uh, where the outline of their bodies were it made it look like they were uh, playing basketball. It made it look like the ball was moving and, and being shot into the hoop. It was really neat uh, what they did there. It really was. That it was, it was pretty fascinating. So, so there's some good things. Even though our world's in chaos and and turmoil, it's easy to uh, to get focused on the wrong things, I guess, sometimes, but uh, well, let's go ahead and uh, look at our, look at our, let's stand, <laughs> let's uh, say the Pledge of Allegiance, let me get this up here for those on the website, and now let me, uh, like I say, I always take off my hat and always stand, so don't think I'm being disrespectful, I don't just sit here, all right, uh, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. You know, something I had just thought about, maybe I would to start saying before I do the Pledge of Allegiance, is do the, uh, uh, where they say, uh, um, I remember when I was a kid, they would say, Attention, salute, pledge, and uh, you know maybe that's something we should I start, start saying uh, before doing the uh, pledge of allegiance. Is attention, salute, pledge, and uh, that will uh, I think help bring uh, uh, more. I don't know what I'm looking for. Um, attention to what we're about to do. I guess that's what I'm trying to think of. So, and uh, my Bible over here. Ugh. I'm uh, yeah, bad about that. Well, if you have your uh, Bibles handy, uh, we're going to look at Ephesians chapter 1, verse 18. And uh, if you don't have that readily available, of course, you know, I always try to, uh, excuse me, try to um, uh, bring this up here so you can read along. Ephesians 1 18. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened. That ye may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. And as me, Peppy, always says, bless this reading and the hearing of it to our hearts. All right. You know, uh, remember, my friends, we need to have a relationship with God. You know, sometimes people are more satisfied with a picture of God than to actually engage and have a relationship with him. And, uh, you know, you know and again, you know, the, the people are satisfied with the echo of his voice instead of hearing God's voice. And, you know, and that's just it. I think that a lot of people have that, um, uh, you know, they, they know, they, they come to know God. Uh, they accept Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior. And, uh, yes, they're saved, but they're they're not um, actively uh, working on that relationship, they're not actively working on their walk uh, with Jesus Christ, and that's just it, my friends. You know, remember, uh, you know, when people say, "Are you religious?" You know, they don't say, "I'm not religious. I just love the Lord." Uh, we need to to be in an active relationship with God. You know, it'd be the, you know when it'd be the uh, looking at a picture of your uh, girlfriend, and she's living in another state, and finally one day you get to uh, uh, meet up with her and see her physically in person and uh, you come to uh, maybe even get married but then one day you say well you know what i'm not happy with this i'm in love with the picture you know that's kind of you know uh, you know we have this picture of god but we're not actively seeking a relationship with god and that's one thing when there's a big difference there that we need to to listen to his voice now there is a um, definition and, and uh, that i want to read here to you uh, this morning. Let me get that up here. It is a definition of revival. All right? Revival it refers to a spiritual reawakening from a state of dormancy or stagnation in the life of a believer. It encompasses the resurfacing of a love for God, an appreciation of God's holiness, a passion for his word in and and his church, a convicting awareness of personal and corporate sin, a spirit of humility and a desire for repentance and growth and righteousness. Revival invigorates and sometimes deepens a believer's faith, opening his or her eyes to the truth in a fresh new way. It generally involves the connotation of a fresh start with a clean slate, marking marking a new beginning of a life lived in obedience to God. Revival breaks the charm and power of the world, which blinds the eyes of men and generates both the will and the power to live in the world, but not of the world. I felt like that was, um, uh, you know, that's something that we need to really uh, focus on. You know, I often talk about how so many Christians are, uh, are very apathetic, uh, are very complacent uh, in their walk with Christ and i think you know we, we, there are there are church revivals uh, that can do great things but i think there are personal revivals that we need to look to and again this spiritual reawakening uh, and appreciation for god's word We need to uh, to be able to have that. We need to be on fire. We need to, that's my hope as a pastor, to encourage you uh, in your walk with Christ and that you will develop that relationship, not just have a picture of God, not be satisfied with an echo of God's voice, but to hear God's voice, to have that intimate relationship with him. And the only way you can do that is diving into God's word. Now you know as some of you know I've been making these uh, American flags out of wood. I've got a long list of uh, people who are interested in, in wanting to purchase one of these flags, and, and I enjoy making them. Uh, it's kind of uh, aggravating, I guess, to uh, have to track people down to you, know, you said they want them, but then you know it's like you know their schedules trying to to, to get with them to get it to them. It's difficult at times, but uh, you know it, the equipment that you have is very important. And uh, now I'm one of these person, people, I like new gadgets, I like new things anyway, but my dad has always been very supportive uh, in anything that I've tried to do. I remember years ago uh, when I got out of high school, I thought about becoming a mechanic in Northeast State and uh, I, would, uh, I was gonna take some classes. He bought me a nice toolbox, a lot of tools, because uh, he, he wanted to, uh, to encourage uh, my desire in that area. And uh, but the first two days I was in there, I knew immediately I was in the wrong place because I couldn't turn a wrench to save a life. I tell you what. Them boys were in there and he's talking about how they was rebuilding engines at the age of five and I was sitting there thinking, Well, where's the dipstick? I don't even know how to check the oil. <laughs> so I knew I was out of my element real quick. But anyway, uh what for whatever reason Lord has is, is given me uh, there's for now? people, are, there are, people that are far more talented and, and better at than I am. But the Lord has given me a, a, a desire, if you will, and, and somewhat of a gift uh, to work with wood. I enjoy it. I like carving. I like to, I like, uh, to make things out of wood. I, it's something that the Lord's just given me. And, I, and I'm a firm believer. When the Lord gives you a gift to do something and you don't use it, you will lose it. So I try to work hard <clears throat> to develop that. Well, My dad, like I said, he was uh, very kind to uh, uh, get me a new saw. I was needing a a, a new uh, saw, but most of my equipment was used. Now, I do have some nice things that my wife got me for Christmas a few years back, but most most, most of the stuff I use is uh, used. And so my dad got me this really, really cool... Uh, saw uh, to uh, do uh, a lot of my cuts with it's really neat it cuts uh, metal and uh, s- uh, ceramic it has a laser guide it has I mean it has like a metal track that way if you do different angles and stuff of cutting and uh, it's really neat you know it's a great little gadget and I could uh, sit here and I could stare at it all day long but uh, if I don't use it it's doesn't do me a bit of good it's all applicable just staring at it's gonna happen it's great to know that i've got it but you know uh so, so i can plug it up i can try to guess how to use this saw you know i might have a kind of a general understanding might even you know I try to figure out how to you know turn the laser on and torment my life my wife with it <laughs> my life my wife with it which you know i torment her enough but to have a a better full understanding of the saw, I have to read the owner's manual. Now, like a lot of men, uh, you know, it's it's easy to want to kind of just half breeze through it and uh, uh, not really look at the details of it just get a general idea and go to use it. And I could probably use the saw uh, somewhat uh, okay, but I I would use it a lot more effectively if I read that owner's manual and, and understood the details of how to do the uh, different cuts, how to adjust uh, the slide track of the, uh, the that come with it, uh, how to use the different angles, how to adjust the length of the blade, uh, all these different things. I won't know it unless I read this manual. That's the only way I'm gonna get to know and understand the tool that my dad has purchased for me. And um, like I said, he's got that for me. Uh, Yesterday it come in and I was tickled to death. So my point is, the only way we're going to get to know God is reading his owner's manual. See, this is what God has given us. These are the instructions that God has given us so that we can have a better and more full understanding of his grace, of his mercy, and his love, his instructions, his love letters to us so that we can have a better understanding uh, of the Christian life the walk that we will have to take, the persecutions we may have to endure, and how have to, have to develop a better relationship with Jesus Christ. Now, you can come to know Jesus Christ, your personal Lord and Savior, and you can have an, an, a, a, a superficial understanding of who God is, and you can uh, somewhat navigate uh, with those ideals and, and go into church. But to really, truly understand the, the, full, the fullness of God and what he has for us, and how he can help us spiritually, and uh, and help us even with revivals. I wonder why so many people become stagnant uh, in their walk uh, and need this awakening, uh, need this resurgence. Uh, is because they they don't actively engage in God's word. They don't actively engage in prayer. They're not finding church as important. They don't seem to. They have lost their zeal. They have lost the excitement they once had for Christ because they're not actively searching for him each every day. So we've got to uh, go uh, and spend that time in, in the owner's manual, if you will. Uh, this is far greater than any gadget that we can be given is to understand God's word. And when we can have that that, that pro- close personal relationship with Jesus Christ, then we can have uh, you know that excitement again. We can have that zeal again for Jesus Christ. Now remember, uh, when we become Christians, it's beyond a feeling. You know, uh, you, when, when someone first meets um, someone of the opposite sex and you fall in love, there's that, that feeling of euphoria, but that is only going to last for so long. You know, you're not always for the rest of your life going to be all giddy and just staring at each other while well, people think they like you, they think you're a lunatic. But it's developing a relationship, getting to know the other individual, learning to live with them and uh, uh, and, and understanding each other's quirks and, and getting along. Well, uh, with Christ, is it, beyond a feeling. It is a relationship. And uh, like I said, I could have this tool and I could probably navigate somewhat effectively with it. But I could only I could I won't understand the fullness of what I'm capable and able to do with this tool if I don't read the owner's manual. Well, we won't know the effectiveness in, the, in the, the, the fullness of our walk with Christ if we don't read God's word. And that's what is vitally important. And we need this now more than ever. We need that awakening, you all know, just as we was reading here and this um, um, definition of revival. Uh, we need to uh, to reawake from that state of dormancy. We need to uh, uh, have passion for his word and for church, the convicting awareness of personal corporate sin, a spirit of humility. You know, I think so many people are so actively trying to justify their sin to ease their guilt. They need to face it head on and realize this is sin. This is abhorrent. And I need to confess that before God Almighty Learn to overcome that area of my life so that I can be closer with Jesus Christ. It is hard. It is tough. But we have got to strive uh, to have that a relationship with Jesus Christ if you want that revival want that awakening have that passion once again we have to have, be able to get into God's word each and every day actively uh, working on our relationship with Jesus Christ and so that's why it's that's why I want to use that analogy uh, with the saw if you will uh, that uh, you know I, in fact this morning I, I you know um, when I got the saw I didn't intend you know I had no intention of of uh, even uh, using that this morning. In fact, I'd had it down the basement, i had to go downstairs and get it this morning uh, because the Lord laid on my heart to use that to, to, to bring about a better understanding of what I'm trying to drive at uh, this, uh, this morning. But, uh, you know, uh, so we need to have uh, to, to that, that each morning, all right, whether well, it's morning, evening, noon, which I prefer morning before the day gets going and it gets crazy to spend that quiet time with the Lord. So that we, you know, my friends, we need to pray for that revival. You know, that'd be great if we could have a church revival, but we need to pray for that revival amongst Christians to be awakened, uh, to have passion once again for Christ. Not to be compromising with the world, not to compromise uh, uh, our convictions as Christians with sin so that we can be accepted and be considered tolerant. And, uh, you know, we need to make sure that we are standing true to our convictions. We are standing on the full foundation of God's word and being those men and women that God has called us to be. So let's have a word, uh, end with a word of prayer, if we may. Now, Father, Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful and beautiful day that you blessed us with. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Lord, help us not to grow stagnant in our walk. Help us to have that passion uh, for you. Help us to actively seek you. Help us to truly uh, get into the owner's manual, uh, God's word, each and every day, to fully understand uh, the power and power uh, the forgiveness and the grace that you have given us and the wonders uh, that you have done and continue to do. And Lord, for someone watching this morning that doesn't know you, let us pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Lord, as always, I pray each and every day that you will touch the hearts and minds of uh, the, of the people of this nation. There's so much evil and running rampant. And Lord, I pray that uh, they will come to know you before it's too late. Lord, let our police officers know that they are loved, they are needed, they are appreciated as well as our military. And Lord, I want to lift up as I do every morning our sister in Christ, Kim Penix and Wendy Lee and Ginger Hood and Troy and uh, Linda David Feathers, Murph. And Lord, I just want to lift up a special prayer for Ron Athelma Thompson. And Lord, I pray that... uh, you will be with our president give him the proper wisdom knowledge discernment for the running of our country protection by him and his family and lord let our outcome of our this election be a good one lord we thank you we love you we praise you in jesus name i pray amen appreciate all you guys and girls for uh watching this morning i know ed had made some comments he must be uh wide awake bright-eyed and bushy-tailed this morning now he's he's uh typing up a storm here. He said uh, long-distance relationships normally don't work. And same with God. Good point there, Mr. Ed. And, uh, oh, I caught him Mr. Ed again. Uh, great analogy. Thank you. Uh, he came to give us abundant life. True. How much more abundant is there than moving mountains and walking on water? Well, so he said you could say the solid analogy cut to the heart of the matter. Oh, my, Ed. <laughs> Good point, though. Good point. Well, I appreciate y'all watching this morning. And as always, uh, if you want to share these devotions, uh, you can always find me here on social media at Doctor Young 77 uh, I know a lot of people don't do uh, social media, so if you have friends or family who you think might like to watch these, they can find me on our church website at flbconline.com or... Uh, you can go to YouTube, Dr. Matthias Young. You can watch all the uh, devotions there just as you're watching on here. And if you haven't already, subscribe to the Doc Young Chronicles podcast on Apple iTunes, free of charge. And won't we'll cost you a thing, but it's audio only. And I know there's people out there who like to listen to the devotions on the way to work. But not only can you listen to the devotions, but all of our sermons from Sunday morning, Sunday evening, and Wednesday evening are on there as well. Well, I hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day. And remember to live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching, and God bless.